0: I'm Laura Herberg, and this is Curiosity, where listeners ask questions about everything Detroit. Michigan is home to an assortment of distinct delicacies—Bumpy Cake, Coney Island Hot Dogs, the Boston Cooler. These treats are so common and so ingrained in the culture here that sometimes people don't even realize how local they truly are. One of these regional favorites is Superman Ice Cream. As for its backstory, WDET's Eli Newman has the
1: scoop. Look, not up in the sky, but through the freezer glass of your neighborhood ice cream parlor. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's dessert. And for Detroiter Julia Callis, it's also the beginning of a mystery.
0: I want to know where Superman ice cream came from and what flavor it is.
1: To find out the origins of Superman, and no, it's not Planet Krypton. We have to answer the second part of Julia's question first. What is Superman-flavored ice cream anyways? For that, we get a taste for ourselves.
2: Anything else for you today? No, oh, just be 425. We're
1: inside Ray's Ice Cream in Royal Oak. It's a small, old-timey shop that's been open since 1958. It's Ryan Naritha's third summer on the job. And he's noticed one flavor is a consistent hit.
2: Of course, Superman, you know, we're in Michigan, and kids love that one. They love the colors.
1: A kid sitting nearby is eating a cone of Ray Superman as we speak. It's a tie-dyed mess. There are three distinct swirls of red, blue, and yellow in one scoop. The colors blend as it melts down into a gooey puddle on the table. Mom's nearby with napkins. If anything, Superman seems to take inspiration from the colors of the superhero's costume. But everything else about it can vary, including the flavors. Aretha says he knows of two combinations.
2: So both of them consist of uh, cherry and blue moon, but then the difference is the yellow. So some do lemon and some do vanilla. Here we do vanilla.
1: Each color of Superman can be something different, depending on who's making the ice cream. The red can be cherry, strawberry red pop, or cotton candy. The yellow can be vanilla, lemon, or banana. And the blue is not always, but typically blue moon, which is its own mystery. People say it tastes anything from pineapple to marshmallows. Not only do the flavors change from place to place, but Aretha says some ice cream shops skip out on variety altogether.
2: Some of them just do straight vanilla, but it's colored. And so like people think that it tastes different, but it really doesn't.
1: The differences play out in branding, too, in a way that also avoids legal troubles. DC Comics owns the trademark for the name Superman, and the company has taken others to court for copyright infringement of the character. Maybe that's why there's a lot of suspiciously similar ice cream flavors sold under names like Super Scoop, Tie-Dye Burst, and my personal favorite, Scooper Man. At Stro's Ice Cream Parlor in Wyandotte, they call it Super Rainbow. Store owner Kirsten Labdi says it's not her favorite.
0: I think it is the American cheese of ice cream.
1: Still, she understands it's all the same Superman for her patrons. Labdi says you can only find the flavor in Michigan and a few select places outside the state. And that limited availability is a major selling point.
0: People who used to live here, who now live out of state, and they're telling all their friends, oh, you got to try this, you got to try this. I mean, I do that all the time. Gotta get it in Michigan. You have to come see me and get it."
1: Like many, Labdie says the true origin of Superman ice cream lies within the tale of its distinct flavors.
0: To my understanding, it always originated in Michigan mainly because of the original three flavors. The Blue Moon, the Red Pop, and the Lemon. The Red Pop being a fago based flavor, a Michigan-based company.
1: Fago strawberry-flavored Red Pop dates to the early 20th century in Detroit. Blue Moon's origins are trickier to nail down. A company in Wisconsin claimed a trademark for the flavor, saying it's been in use since 1939. But there's examples of Blue Moon ice cream in other states years earlier. We do know where Labdi gets her Superman ice cream from. Oh, wow. Independent Dairy in Monroe has been a family-run business since 1934. Behind its storefront is an ice cream factory. There's a maze of pasteurizers and conveyor belts, and tubs of ice cream are stacked to the ceilings of its freezer warehouse. Owner Jeffrey Hutchison says Superman is his top-selling ice cream flavor, and he sells it to stores across the state. He points to the three-barrel freezer where the flavors mix, before they're shot out to make its signature kaleidoscopic blend. It's a big metal contraption connected to an array of pipes.
2: You flavor of the blue moon of this tank. And then you flavor the vanilla in this tank, and the cherry in this tank, and it goes through the freezer, freezes to the walls, is shaved off with blades, and it forces it through, and we run 1,200 gallons an hour.
1: Independent Dairy does not claim to be the original creator of Superman, and it's not the only producer of it. There are a handful of other ice cream manufacturers, most based in the Midwest, that sell the flavor, But Hutchison says his family has been making it for over 50 years, which means the treat goes back at least to the 1970s. Yet Hutchison thinks Superman goes back much earlier.
0: I heard
2: that it was in the 30s, late 30s, and it started in
1: Detroit. Superman, the hero, first debuted in comics around that time in 1938, during an ice cream boom. Many Americans turned to sweets during Prohibition, and so did some breweries. Hutchison thinks it may have been Stroh's in Detroit that invented Superman as we know it today, but he says he's not sure. I don't know and I was not around. (laughs) That's just hearsay. A spokesperson for the current owner of Stroh's says they do not know if the company invented it. The earliest example of a three-flavored Superman ice cream we found dates to a Wisconsin newspaper ad from 1941, but that one sold with whole nuts. 25 years later, a cooperative of hundreds of independent dairies known as the All-Star Dairy Association put out a line of Superman-licensed ice cream and was offering rights to non-members for the products. Ice cream store owners say a constant churn of ideas is key to their success in the business. Jason Edelston is the chief scooper at Ray's Ice Cream in Royal Oak. He says that's why there are so many variations on Superman and several claims to its invention. Metro Detroit, Michigan as a whole, has always really been one of the entrepreneurial kind of hubs of this country. When you look at the automotive industry, there's always been a lot of great thinkers and a lot of great tinkerers here. As for the inventor of this red, yellow, and blue cosmic treat, even Clark Kent would have a hard time getting to the bottom of that story.
0: That was WDET's own Eli Newman. He covers City Council and ice cream origin stories. If you haven't already, you're going to want to hear the piece that Eli did for Curiosity on the Boston Cooler. I will put the link in the show notes. And coming up, we're going to dig a little deeper. I talked to a reporter with the Chicago Tribune who looked into the history behind the blue in Superman. Yes, I'm talking about Blue Moon ice cream. That's coming up after this Very short break.
1: WDET celebrates 75 years of public radio with gratitude to our dedicated listeners. Listeners like you cherish community voices, local music, and independent journalism. This spring fundraiser, we're counting on your support just as you count on us. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app.
0: According to an actual map that exists in the world, that was put together by a cartographer named Daniel Huffman. Blue Moon ice cream is most commonly found in the Midwest. But where precisely the bright blue treat was created is less established. Chicago Tribune staff reporter Nara Schoenberg looked into where the dessert came from back in 2007, and she joins me now. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, Nara. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. I love this topic. First things first, can you describe Blue Moon ice cream? Whoa. Uh, Yes. First, you have to start with the color. It's
2: pretty outrageous. I don't think it's found in nature. I called it Smurf Blue in the article, and I think that's pretty accurate. I can't really think of anything to compare the color to other than the, a Smurf. In terms of the flavor, what strikes me is that it's super sweet. It's The flavor is a little hard to define. I think the best description I've heard of is that it tastes like fruit loop cereal.
0: Nice. And so you found in your reporting, that there are two main theories as to where Blue Moon came from. What are those two theories? We
2: have a Michigan theory, and that's centered around Sherman dairy products in South Haven. And Sherman fans, um, Sherman is the maker of Sherman's ice cream, say that Blue Moon came from them. Um, I was excited about that. Unfortunately, when I called the owner, Bob Eisenman, He said that, no, they couldn't take any credit, That in fact, they get their blue moon flavoring from New Jersey.
0: Dang, so Michigan was out, like out the gates.
2: Right away, yeah, yeah.
0: Shoot, okay, well, what about the other theory?
2: The other theory is the Milwaukee theory, and that one holds a lot more water. Uh, That theory goes back to the 1950s where this guy, he was a chemist, um, Bill Doc Seidens, was working for a flavor maker in Milwaukee, a flavor company. And um, I talked to someone who worked at the same flavor maker, Petron Products, um, just the next decade, the 1960s. And he actually knew Doc. And he said that it was really widely known at Petron Products that Doc was the creator of Blue Moon ice cream. Doc is definitely a sentimental favorite. He was a chemist with a PhD, but he also loved motorcycles. And after he broke his arm in a motorcycle accident, his wife said, no more motorcycles. But he would still try to get a ride from his daughter's boyfriends in high school.
0: Oh, my. He had
2: that adventurous streak. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Doc sounded pretty good, um, but there were problems with that, too. And one of them was his own company actually got a trademark for Blue Moon, and they traced their Blue Moon, which they said they were actually selling, um, back to 1939, which was long before Doc was with the company. So there are some question marks there.
0: Okay. And you did a little more digging, and you found some other traces of Blue Moon as well. Is that right?
2: Yes. My earliest evidence of Blue Moon in America comes from 1936, and unfortunately, that is not in the upper Midwest. That is in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. I had a little trouble telling back in the day the difference between the ads and the reporting wasn't maybe quite as clear, but it was either an ad or report announcing that Blue Moon ice cream was coming to uh, the Blossom Dairy stores in Charleston. And um, they described exactly what you would think would be Blue Moon. It had the, the quote is a fruit mixture with a delightful flavor and color. So wow. that sounds like our Blue Moon.
0: It really does. It really does. And, and you said that was 1936, right? That was 1936.
2: And the 30s are like the perfect time for Blue Moon to come up. It was really a time of zany ice creams. I saw references to black licorice ice cream, and pistachio, which I guess we still have today, and Rocky Road, but there was also plum pudding. And it seemed like Blue Moon would have fit into that more experimental mindset when it came to ice cream.
0: Absolutely. And well, so inspired by you, I did, I tried to do some digging myself, and it's hard, as you know, but I did come across something um, that I'm going to try and text you now, just because I want to have your expert eyes take a peek and to see see what you make of this. So let me, I'm going to, do you have your phone on you?
2: Yes, I'm very excited.
0: Okay, let me send this over. Okay. So what I just sent you is an ad that I found in the Marion Star newspaper from Marion, Ohio, in 1931. And it's an ad for a dairy company called I Sally's is my best guess. The ad says Blue Moon ice cream, 35 cents a quart, heavily fruited with delicious ripe fruit. What do you make of this ad?
2: That is very exciting. That is very exciting and only 35 cents a quart. <laughs> I think you, f- you found the oldest one so far. Really? So far, maybe you'll inspire someone else. I did not see anything that went back further than 1936. And, and you brought Blue Moon back to the to the Midwest now. Now the oldest Blue Moon ad that we can find is in Ohio. That's great.
0: Yeah, I was excited to see that. I was like, it's not too far away. <laughs> I mean, it is the right. Midwest, and it's not too far from Michigan. So, right. Um, but you know, will we ever have a definitive answer as to who created Blue Moon? What do you think? I I would love
2: to have an answer. Just because, you know, I'm a feature writer, at least by history. It's not really what I'm doing anymore. But I, I want to know about that person and that wonderful mind that created Blue Moon. Um, but, but that said, if I had to bet, I'd say we won't have an answer. Blue Moon, by some accounts, there are similar flavors and cover, colors in other countries. Wikipedia was talking about Germany and Italy, maybe Malta. And it does seem like it's something that's—it's such a great idea that it would make sense that more than one person would come up with it at a time. And I talked to an ice cream historian when I wrote this story, and she said that these things are really hard to track down because the people who come up with the really great inventions, like blue moon or an ice cream sundae, they're not trying to make history. They're—they're trying to make their customers happy and run up a profit. So they're not keeping. Accurate records necessarily, or even saying to people, you know, today I served the very first blue moon in the country. Right? It's, it's it's a hard thing to track down, but I think it's it's worth trying.
0: Nara, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to to talk with us a little bit about the work you've done. Oh, thank
2: you. It was really
0: fun. Nara Schoenberg is a staff reporter for the Chicago Tribune. These days, she spends most of her journalism energy covering the environment. I'll put a link to her story on Blue Moon as well as a link to the map that I mentioned earlier in the show notes. You've been listening to Curiosity, a production of 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. I'm Laura Herberg, the executive producer of this show. Thanks to Julia Callis for asking her question. This episode was reported by WDET's Eli Newman and edited and produced by me. Mastering and additional mixing for the episode were done by WDET's Connor Anderson. Our music is by Will Sessions. Thanks to WDET podcast manager, David Lyons for production support. WDET's digital team is Dave Kim and Sophia Joswiak. Curiosity is driven by your questions. If there's something you're curious about related to Detroit, please ask about it at wdet.org curious. And you just might hear your question on a future episode don't have a question, don't worry about it. You can still help us out by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Not only will that help more people find us, but you can also let us know what you like about the show. Thanks.